0: This week's episode of Queer Podcast. I'm super excited. This is a pretty co- cool conversation that is about to take place. Picture it. We are in... Um, tell me the exact name. I always say... Madison Community Art Center. And we're sitting with a, a pretty cool panel of human beings that are going to introduce themselves. And it's a live podcast. Um, and we're going to talk about all sorts of things from anti-bill uh, legislations to their stories, to my story, to our journeys, and maybe some people out there in the audience will also speak uh, and tell me a little bit of the history of themselves uh, in life, whether it pertains to queerness, our allyship, or anything like that. So, just pick up that phone. You can go, yeah, you can go, whoever wants to go first, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and just use the microphone so it picks up on the thing, and we're good to go. Oh, put you on the spot there, sorry. And you can just keep the mic in your, guys, in your hands. All right. Take it
1: away. Well, hello, everyone. How are you doing tonight? My name is Adaryl Moore. I am a published author, a transgender woman. And um, these are just a few of the books. Uh, my business is a Moore Enterprise www.amoreenterprises.org oh, A-M-O-O-R-E-E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-S-E-S
0: Don't worry, I'll put it in the heading of the
1: But anyway, this one is In the End I Choose to Win, where I create a character named AJ uh, that goes through talking about the abuse in understanding as a black gay man, being gay in the world, and then part two of that is, God, forgive the wheel, Please take the whole damn vehicle. And that's where AJ starts to go ahead and transition out. Uh, and this one is, I Bring the Glitter Everywhere. It's a children's book and workbook, being that I am an educator. It's Common Core State Standards related. And this is the book for children about being gay and that type of thing. I developed those things because I my story is, I am a survivor of sexual abuse of 14 years by 10 different men. So that was age four up to 18. When I went to college, I was date-raped as well. So I decided, because of in 2008, I had a nervous breakdown and I discovered that I had anxiety, PTSD, because of what happened, I never dealt with those. I didn't deal with them. I found out unconsciously that I dove myself into education where I received a bachelor and master's degree in education. So now what I do is I travel and I do speaking engagements about mental health, especially in the black and brown community and as well as the transgender black and brown community, letting them know that mental health is very important. Counseling is very important. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It's you're getting the help you need. And I always share my story more in depth. And then I encourage them to learn about mental health and learn about themselves. And that's what I do. Thank you.
2: Can I say something before I start? And obviously this is a very safe space.
0: And uh, so just, I forgot to say that I always say in the beginning, it's a super safe
3: space and everyone can share as much as they'd like or don't share anything at all. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Reginald Bledsoe. Uh, I started, you know, a lot of the things that I do through public service. Uh, public service has been my calling. Uh, I currently serve as the director of the Essence County uh, Office of LGBTQ Affairs. Uh, It's one of two offices here in the state of New Jersey. But prior to that, um, I had the opportunity uh, to serve four years within Governor Murphy's administration, uh, first starting at the Department of Education and then transitioning to the Department of Community Affairs, uh, where a lot of the work that I did focused on uh, supporting LGBTQ folks and LGBTQ communities uh, prior to that, uh, I served locally uh, for an elected official in the city of Newark as an aide. Uh, and then served as an aide on the county level for a freeholder at the time. And then I, I took my public service in a different direction. Instead of working, um, I charged myself uh, to begin to want to serve the community. And then in 2017 to 2020, um, I served on the Newark Board of Education. Uh, during our historical return uh, to local control. We were occupied by the state of New Jersey for about 20 years, and uh, we successfully did that. And a lot of the work that I did on the board are really focused on uh, an emphasis on LGBTQ students and providing safe spaces and seeing themselves in curriculum and developing uh, appropriate health education, uh, history, uh, where folks see historical figures who look like them, who they can look up to, And uh, it's been um, something that's been so rewarding, it's been fulfilling. And um, um, I like to uh, do this work because oftentimes in spaces, uh, LGBTQ folks do not see themselves at the table making decisions and um, um, still to this day, I'm in very uh, cisgender uh, places where they're not folks like me. I'm only the only one in the room where I have to raise my voice and say, but look at it this way. And um, sometimes it's frustrating, but um, I'm happy that we have someone at the table um, before decisions are made. So that's a little bit about me and I look forward to the conversation tonight.
4: I'm Kate Oaksin. Uh, I'm a 26-ish year uh, arts and art history educator in public high school. Um, And that's sort of like the day gig right? You're doing that and you're doing creative things and working with creative kids Um, And it's frequently those kind of creative spaces where young people really start talking about who they are Um, in uh, 2006, 7 and 8 many of us in this room may remember um, that there were for the first time the news cycle carried stories about tragic youth suicides completed suicides and Um, Most of those people were between the ages of seven and 14. Um, And it was due to their sexual orientation or perceived sexual orientation or perceived gender identity. Uh, And these were kids all over the country. And um, you know, I've been semi-successfully working, you know, running a youth uh, organization. We used to call them uh, Gay-Straight Alliances. Now we call them Gender Sexuality Alliances. Um, But I'm one of the older ones in the county uh, that I live and work in um but it wasn't nearly enough right you've got eight kids and they want to have a dance like that's going to be a pretty quiet dance right <laughs> uh and and so you know as, as i've operated most of my life and my family would tell you like i'm a very um beg forgiveness person you know i'll ask permission as an afterthought <laughs> uh, and i went ahead and just said i'm tired of being i don't like being told no that's the other thing and I and I just nope. went ahead and nope, uh, nope. <laughs> I went ahead and started an organization uh, called Make It Better for Youth, um, and we sort of had two two foci, and and the one was uh, we need something for kids to get together and have great social experiences. You know, if you work with young people, you recognize that there are uh, unfortunate in my generation, right? Like even if we had the uh, benefit of coming out sort of as a teen when it may have been like, you still have some developmentally appropriate opportunities. Um, a lot of these young kids experience like delayed adolescence in a sense, right? Like who are you gonna date? Who are you gonna, right? What, what is the opportunity there for me? Uh, let alone, where do we see ourselves reflected? And that's, I hope, becomes part of the conversation this evening. Um, and so I had this sort of social a- aspect. We do like an annual queer trans dance. It's super cool. Kids from like all over the state. Come, cool, I love uh, it. Ben.
0: did a flash mob there yeah and it, it is
4: like oh man so great uh can't even tell you and the other piece is uh working very much in, on the educational side and um I, my organization worked along with garden state equality we had the lgbtq uh, and disabilities curriculum pilot um, we did a great study with that we work with a lot of scholars to support that work even as we face major challenges right now and so my org goes in and uh, we train. Administrators have, and I and training is a misnomer. We have really substantial conversations about better ways to do this, uh, to implement a rep, what we call representative curricula. So it's not siloed. It's not we're going to take care of one and then we'll get to the other. Um, we're talking, and I can talk at length with anybody who's you know, real nerdy about mandates in New Jersey and things like that. So uh, exciting. It, it, it is like, it can be incredibly thrilling and it's uh, absolutely mortifying to go through <laughs> all this stuff, right? So. Uh, but that that's really sort of how I ended up here. I'm also, you know, somebody who um, came out pretty young uh, in a rural area in Northwest New Jersey. Wasn't pretty. Mm. Um, you know, the hard exterior, all that stuff. And and I think that there's a conversation among a lot of us of a certain generation about what it like looks like to come out and have fluid sexuality, um, have fluid gender identity or gender um, presentation even, and what that looks like, and when you come into workspaces or social spaces, and how you are perceived and how that travels with you for long periods of time and what that either helps you do or prevents you from doing and so I think it's still a real you know a real thing um and that that deeply affected um a lot of my trajectory right and I raised a kid in the middle of this who, and you know I think a lot about I look at my high school kids and I look at my own high school kid you know, yeah and he's, he's not like the other high school. no kids. he's just he's <laughs> me he's a high school kid like, he is but uh, and like, you know, we're, we've we created this world that they have to go out right. and be in and deal with, yes. right? And so like, those books and these policies are like all incredibly germane. We need to get out of the way. You're,
0: You're segueing in such a nice place right now. But hold on, I gotta change my slide. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kate, that was nice. So <laughs> Land of the Free, Home of the Gay, or queer, I don't really like the word gay, but whatever, it's good, uh, and we are here to stay. And the thing is, uh, so, thank you for sharing those stories. A little bit about me, I grew up in Worcester, Massachusetts, I came out at 16, Uh, I brought my boyfriend to the prom in 2000, I was very sexually active, I wanted to explore everything, and I did, and it was fun, um, and then I didn't care later on in life, uh, I think there's a resurgence. So, um, but yeah, so I, I was very fortunate. I have a really cool family, for what I thought was a pretty cool family. Uh, very loud, uh, very vocal family, uh, very open about sex and just talking. So I felt like it wasn't a big thing for me to come out when I did. Uh, it was It was fun. Um, I didn't experience... I'm not, I tell you my story this way, because I didn't experience much, because I had a really cool pack of people to surround me. And I did grow up in Massachusetts, which is fairly blue and pretty and it's conservative, but it's also it's mostly liberal, right? And so I saw examples of what I consider to be pretty cool people and queer people growing up, um, but there still wasn't enough. And then also when I left the tribe, left the pack and went out in the world, and I was a professional dancer for most of my life, uh, you just fall into a routine being in the theater and there's lots of gay people and queer people in the theater. So I felt I never I never had a, I was very lucky in that way. But in the reality of it, as I got older, I, be, I have a lot of friends and I have a lot of like, people sitting on the stage and, I, and and people out there in the world and I do a lot of traveling in my life. And the reality of it is it's far few in between, right? So like I, I've been to the South, I've lived in the West Virginia and it's no surprise to me that all this is happening right now because just down the street to where I lived was literally the like militia, the Nazi militia training camp. And then one tattoo parlor was all Nazi like skinheads. And this was literally in the liberal town that I lived in in Lewisburg, West Virginia. So like it was a matter of time for all this to really come back into to Deloitte because it was here it went away. Things were kind of going okay. Lots of stuff happened. Yes, gay marriage passed, but it wasn't... I think people just got a little stuck and I'm just, just, I'm not calling anyone out, but that's the facts, right? And uh, history is showing up for us right now. It's catching back up and it really sucks, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I do think things like this happen for a reason. It sucks, but it does happen for a reason. And we're gonna talk a little bit about what we can do to uh, continue a really grand conversation but also take action, because I think it's very important to take action. You can't just show up to one thing and then not show up to the next. It doesn't make sense. It will never work. It, literally the system will fail because why people get into the office positions they're in is because local government, right? So uh, local government's so important to be aware of. And who gets on a board of education, all those things. I'm not getting on a soapbox, but it's, I'm so worked up right now with all this crap going on. Um, no, but,
4: there's a soapbox right
0: there. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I want strong opinions on all of this from all of you, because then we'll eventually turn it over to them as well. But it's in regards to both our politics, in regards to politics and what you're experiencing, specifically in New Jersey, because New Jersey is a pretty cool state. I lived here for six years with my husband, who's right there, Jason B. Schmidt. And it's a pretty cool state. And I got to do work with the... Edu- through education, through Kate uh, and with the curriculum and seeing, and they looked at what the standards, all those things, it's a lot of work and like experiencing that and trying to understand it from their perspective because I'm not in the classroom like that. I don't know, I don't know. And school districts, we all know school districts are different, Um, but as far as politics is concerned, uh, it is a very whitewashed environment, a very cisgendered rolled environment, right? What has it been like for you being who you are,
3: I would say um, it, it's been uh, an emotional roller coaster. Um, you have uh, good days and you have bad days. Um, but for me, I'm always reminded that uh, the good outweighs bad. And I think, um, as you mentioned, New Jersey is a cool state. But uh, we in this in this particular state is actually a purple state, and we're actually one election away from losing all the rights that we currently have. Um, But for me, um, I work for an amazing elected official uh, who actually um, has actually implemented policies prior to uh, it being mandated by the state. And uh, Joe DiVincenzo, who is the county exec, uh, is a very influential man. Um, He literally uh, influences a lot of New Jersey politics. And um, prior to Governor Murphy in 2002, uh, he allowed same-sex couples uh, to take in county benefits, uh, uh, despite marital status, and um, provided opening contracts to LGBTQ businesses. Um, so on on that front, it's good. But a lot of the things that I experience is from um, those who are not within our organization, um, those who are a small minority and, and, and narrow-minded individuals. Um, but using his influence uh, pretty much drowns out a lot of that noise. And, um, you know, unfortunately politics is a business of, uh, I use you, you use me. And, um, I've been able to use, uh, his influence and him being a champion, uh, to really push a lot of things locally. Um, just recently, uh, we had an attempt, uh, to ban books in Glen Ridge, New Jersey, and, um, I went to Joe and said, hey, we need your voice. We need you to uh, denounce it and say, no, we're not banning books in Essex County. And the board unanimously uh, rejected the ban um, and said, no, we're not going to do this. And so uh, it's, it's to, to say it the least, is that it's it's, it's been an up and down um, um, experience for me. Um, I think what's happening nationally has been, uh, very repulsive to me, and uh, that's really annoys yeah. me. So that, yeah. that's been my
0: experience. Well, and, you know the, the the thing you brought up that's really important is the person that is the voice, right? That happened in two thousand and two, right? You said yes. this, so that's a huge example of like that actually fucking matters, like when it's, it can't just always be theatrics, right? It can't be that. You literally have to, like, say something, whether it be on social media or, like, through an email to somebody or, like, we always talk about it, but (laughs) really, you just have to do it. And that made a huge difference. It does make a huge difference. So I, 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 in my heart, believe that there's going to be more of that and people showing up to, like, Congress and Senate on the floor and getting in there and and getting arrested and doing all this. Uh, It's great because it's actually going to make an impact. It might not seem that way right now, but... It does, and uh, yeah, we're we're in for some scarier times, but we'll fight. who one cares.
4: And I and I just want to say that like that's despite the fact that like we're still counting like on two hands the number of out elected officials we have yeah. in New Jersey, sure. right? And and it, it, it you know there was a time. I mean, we're still in a time where we're counting how many women are elected officials, how many people of color are elected officials. Like when I think about school and I think about representation and uh, mirrors to see people like yourself, windows to see people not like you. Uh, we need that representation because you have to bring your lived experience. That's it. And that and that's like one of those pieces. My experience is not the same as yours. No. We all, you know, and right. And so we need to make sure that there are people, it's not like walking in your footsteps kind of experience either. Mm. It's who has had to, uh, you know, uh, try and sign a lease or apply for a lease as the person you're living Correct. your, your right. physical, live daily life as. You need somebody that knows that so that we have the right policy in place, so that we have the right regulation, so that we all can actually maintain access. And that, you know, some of us are still trying to have it, but maintain it in all of our publicly lived spaces.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, just to piggyback on UK as far as the education because that is a part of politics. Sometimes people miss that. They do. It's a main part of politics. Huge, Mm -hmm. right? Because uh, depending on who's in office will determine the funds the school gets, right? Mm-hmm. And how you meeting these criteria, how many students, and all that stuff. It all pins in together. You vote for the board of
0: education. I mean, Correct. it's all there,
1: right? From the board, right? And so a lot of them are not in the classroom, but they no, the decisions, right? Of course, yep. Right, and so people like me and Kate have to show up to these board meetings, right? And go to <laughs> go to the mic. Um, I'm an educator of 24 years. Um, I've been a teacher. Um, I started out in elementary, and my whole focus of going into the classroom was to be there for those gay little boys and little girls that were like me, to be there for those little gay boys and girls who were molested or raped, you know, like me, because I can relate. Whereas if Kate is a teacher and she hasn't been through that, she has no idea what that's going to look like, right? And you can empathize, but you can't sympathize, right? And so I felt that that was a major part for me, you know, to step in and do that, and being the first Black trans woman to walk into an elementary classroom in New Jersey is very big, and that was really a lot on my shoulder to do that. But I was willing to step in and do it, right? And so now I'm a professor. But being a professor, this Black trans people in college all the time. The main thing is being in an elementary setting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And push in, right? And this is who I am. So when little kids, like I explained to you earlier, oh, is that a boy or a girl walking in the classroom? I go up to the front and I address that. It's not a boy or a it's man or woman. <laughs> I'm a trans woman. And so they need to be educated. I don't need to fuss at them. Right. Why are you saying that, right? So I lose the concept of being able to speak out. Because now you see, and hopefully, it gives you a different perspective about a trans woman because it's not just about me being in the street. I'm an educator, you know, I have a master's degree, and I'm teaching you, right? Whether yeah. you want to see it or not. But you better sit your ass down and Exactly. <laughs> but the, the thing is, too, at the end of the day, like, you tell that, too,
0: exactly, for Thanks. sure. Uh, you um, you go up to – so I was a preschool teacher for 10 years, and it's, it's so simple for them, right? You say that most of the time, unless their parents are – Freaking nuts. But most of the time, they're not even talking about it. Like, no one's talking about it. And then you bring it up, and they go, oh, okay. Because they believe that a frog can turn into a prince. Right, right. They believe in the little mermaid. I believe in that. You know what I mean? They believe in the beauty that is fantastical to them. It's like, I can get so emotional about it, because that's all they're believing in. They're just believing in the existence of love and purity. They're not believing in anything else other than if you want to teach them that. That's it. Right. That is fucking it. I just, like, it's just... I didn't realize I had a lot to say tonight. Apparently I do. <laughs> so, uh... But I... That's, but, but but, imagine
4: if the world was the... Yeah, what, imagine if the world was the world that you didn't have the language... Right. ...about that. Oh, like, yeah, that's exactly. the moment. That's the power. Yeah. We just gave language with no judgment.
0: That's it. Language with no judgment. It's... it's, it's, it's and, it, and it affects their mental health, for sure, right. you know? And they can just exist... They don't have to be queer themselves, but they can exist with queer friends. And they don't care. They just don't care. But let me go to my next slide.
1: And before you actually change the next slide, you want sure. politics, we forget about hospitals and the medical care, right? Mm-hmm. That's political as well. Yeah, right? yeah. of oh, well, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so I was in the South. I'm originally born from Jersey City, New Jersey, but I went to college in Louisiana. So I had to move back up here. To get things done as a trans woman in Louisiana, there's only one doctor for the whole state for trans women, right? And so I come up here, and this is the blue purple state. So the well, the hospital took me through. I went last year to start the uh, top surgery as a trans woman. I'm just about to go in, and guess what? They were mis- they were misconstruing information. But they didn't know they were dealing with an educator. So now I'm asking to speak to the supervisor of the hospital. Now we're pushing in a different way. And now after I push, I have a date. But not only that, because I didn't give up. Now those are coming behind me, they have a document that they created that's gonna tell them A through Z what they need to do, and they put in for a trans advocate position at Robert Wood Johnson. Now what if I have given up? That wouldn't have happened. But hospitals, the same thing. Because the politics, that money comes the same way.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And that, that
0: is just the, that's what needs to be taught. That's not, it's not like you're, all of us are very strong human beings. So it's one thing for us to get up in front of people that we might be scared of. But we I'm not, I don't give a shit. I'm not scared of most people. I don't care. Because the thing is, it's not that I don't care for my safety. I just don't think the uneducated guess at my existence is going to do the world any good. Because you don't fucking know me. So, like, let's just get to know each other first. And you did. Then they had a list. Call it, that's it. And then they did more. Uh, well, they're doing more, which is great. Because we do live in the purple. We have the purple state here. But imagine being in, like, Kentucky or Florida now. in Texas, like... But there are people. There are warriors. So they might be not so vocal right now. But there are warriors that are fighting for people there. You know, I know some of them. So it's it's a... It's an, it's a it's fantastic. It's just fantastic. It's unbelievable. Hold up. Okay. So, which brings me to this. I don't know if anyone ever saw, I don't know if you guys all saw. If everyone saw this. Obviously, Target's under a bit. T- target right now. Um, so this is a, 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 to move into. It's it's political, but it's also it's all the same thing, right? So this is obviously uh, Target. Obviously is under. the, it's right, Some people are throwing they pushing stuff in the back and. We know for a fact that pride month happens, corporations come in, they put all the rainbow stuff out, then they go away, right? <laughs> we know that it's obvious it's been that way since the dawn of time, right? So um, I just want to get a perspective on what that actually means, right? So like, I, we all know that like, numbers talk, right? Money walks, it's just what it is. Money, 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 money. And we need money to do things, of course. But I just find this fascinating because Target obviously isn't the only one, but there's there's loads of them that will just forget like where people exist, which is insane because it's they've existed since the dawn of time, um, like literally since the beginning of time. And actually, it wasn't even you know it wasn't even a thing. It was like if you go down the indigenous uh, path or like people in Hawaii and then uh, anyone, <laughs> actually, uh, it wasn't really a thing. But
4: what did Target say?
0: What did Target say?
4: So, you yeah. can go. Yeah. This yeah. why I did it. Okay. <laughs> but what did Target say? They said for the safety of their employees. Yeah. So that's ring, public. ring, ring. Target, ring, ring. You see us? We know none. We know unsafe.
0: Yeah.
4: You're just figuring this out right now. Correct. Like, that yeah. that to me was the biggest right. slap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to buy that. That's yeah. not for me. Right. Right. Like, cute. You know we can put it in a grab bag. Yeah, they throw it out at the pride grades, wow. right? TD Bank, <laughs> who, who? Every bank has their the rainbow thing of the yeah, month. Yeah. They throw out, right? The pens right. The we idea. know, we yeah. know, we know. But like, you want to call it about safety and then not stand up and do something with all that money you're throwing around? We see you.
0: When you're teaching class, are you allowed inside of specifically because you're college level, right? No. Yeah. Yeah, so now at college level. So, are you allowed to bring up anything like this inside of what you do? Does it come up for you? Are the students allowed to write? Like, I mean, I'm sure they can write. Whatever you know, they can write. But like, what does that look like on the college level
1: then? Now. So I'm at a community college. i I just started there last year, and I do this every four week program around writing. So. Um, it's not coming up right now. We're talking about characteristics. Um, I'm free to, you know, I can bring up other stuff in the um, curriculum. And it just so happened where uh, a student in this four week cycle uh, said, Yes, sir, <laughs> to me, with, with me like this. I don't and, understand. And I don't so um, I said, Well, first, because he kept saying, Yeah. So what I've been telling them is when you go into the work world, because they're, they're just transitioning from high school, you don't say yeah, you say yes or no. Now, when I was in Louisiana, it was yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, you know, that whole thing, but not here. So at the end of the class, he goes, yeah, again. I said, well, what did you say? I just say Anthony. What did you say, Anthony? Yeah, then he goes, yes, yes, sir. So then there's a female student that's in the front. She says, yes, ma'am. So then I'm like, my pronouns are her, um, her, she, her, and hers. So then he walks to the front, he's still saying it, right? So then I said again, is she her hers?" So he said, "Oh well, I was I 'm going by what I see. you look like a man, so I was calling you this now, the Jersey City side of me wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> wanted to take it there, but I had to remember that first of all, I'm representing a community as one, right, mm-hmm. and I'm in a professional setting, right and, and so I just redirected, and then I had to send an email out and went through all of that you know, kind of nonsense. But now, moving forward with, the, with us dealing with these, what is essential? Because the title of the main essay that they have to complete is only four weeks, and it goes by so fast. And it's, what is essential for one to achieve their goals? What characteristics are essential for one to achieve their goals? And they have to choose three. None of the articles say anything about LGBTQ plus or anything like that. It's more from Michael Jordan and all, but it's I get it. It's a little specific. But now after this situation happens, I'm going to implement another article that you know is kind of directed to LGBTQ plus because. We need, we develop characteristics mm-hmm. to fight and be safe, right? Mm-hmm. And to fight yes. for others. Mm-hmm. So now I have a voice to do that, especially after this situation. So now that pushes me into pushing, can we get this article in there to add mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. The, the language? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a
0: journey. Uh, people are, I don't care. Like normally I do not, I honestly don't care if someone just doesn't know something. I don't, I'm not going to like, you know, but yes, the Massachusetts mass whole side of me will come out to direct you sternly in the proper way you need to exist to address myself and people around me and anyone else that I will probably stand in front of and stand up for because that's just who I am. Right. Um, so when things like this come up, right, so when targets happening and you see people on the news and it's all heightened propaganda, but whatever, like you see people just tearing things down and stepping on it. Like, I just don't get it. Like, what do you think it's going to do? And then they go, the employee, they want to protect the employees, which is obviously coded language for it's homophobic. I don't care. Like, it's just, it's grounded in so many phobias, right? Um, do you think, I'll go a little political now, back to the policies. Do you think that, um, what is the rule? What is the thing in New Jersey? What is the protection in New Jersey in instances like this? What do you do, what do you do with, the? Cor- how does that actually connect? Corporations versus split state legislation. Is it a privately owned thing? You can't do anything about it. They can do whatever they want. I mean, technically, yes. Um, it's a private corporation.
3: Um, but I think from uh, a government, government perspective. Don't let that happen, because um, it's wires down there. From a government perspective, uh, we, we, we just have to uh, be committed to because every in New Jersey, we have, what, 565 municipalities? And those are technically businesses. And um, we have to like, literally uh, shut out uh, corporations like this. Uh, don't do business with them. Uh-huh. Um, because you have to be committed to queerness not just in June, mm-hmm. but throughout the entire year. Mm-hmm. So putting in policies to say, we're not working with you. These we're are small businesses. Yes, small businesses, corporations. We're not going to um, allow you to uh, donate to our, our prize celebration. Got it. We're not allowing you uh, to rent out a specific park for whatever agenda you attempt to do. Um, I've, I've literally, um, it's going back to that commitment where uh, our policies have to reflect uh, our needs and our experiences throughout the year. Yeah. Um position that I hold right now, Um, It's not just a ceremonial thing where you just have the gay guy who who is on the cabinet uh, actually going into HR and saying, you know, we need to talk about gender identity, gender expression. We need to have gender neutral bathrooms. Uh, We literally need to employ other queer men of color or queer people in general. Uh, We literally have to protect uh, constituencies, going into towns and uh, yeah, raising or mm-hmm. hosting the pride flag like, is good, it's cool during June. But what what are you doing throughout the year to protect right. those yeah. who live in your neighborhood? So what are you doing to protect actually them? protect them, like actually be a community? Actually, a real community. Absolutely. There's law enforcement uh, uh, protecting individuals. It's right. uh, represented on the, law, on the police department, so yeah. stuff like that. So um, we're committed to not doing business with these individuals. Uh, when I served on the school board, uh, we literally uh, Right. Pulled contracts in the middle of the middle, mm. despite being sued. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm sitting here and you have, for example, textbook companies that's literally <coughs> donating to elected officials who are causing harm to great people. Yeah. You have textbook companies who are literally uh, printing mm-hmm. stuff that is not true. So, using our experience, our pulpit, pull the damn contract. We're not going to do business with them. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if they sue. Right. So, things like that.
4: There, there's, there's like some interesting continuity, like breaks in continuity, what Reggie's talking about is like there, there's one arm of our elected sphere, like our elected world that has the power to behave that way. And like one of the gaps that I recognize and so I'm working with young people is that if they don't have the competencies, right? If they don't have competencies to be around queer people, to be with, I mean, when we talk about cultural competencies, we have to address lots of different cultures. Um, If you don't have the competencies to operate in a space with people not like yourself, Mm -hmm. it's very hard to bridge that moment Mm -hmm. between like, well, why isn't this textbook okay? To, and then that gap with why that school board won't, you know, won't follow through with that contract then, right? Mm -hmm. And and so we have these kind of, this web of things in place, but we're missing some connectors. We have the law against discrimination, strongest in the country, All this goes back to 1942, I believe is the, the initiation of that law, um, and it, it, it protects all of us in public accommodations. We don't have the competencies to see that through in public spaces though. People are still saying, we can write, we can change a school board, property, uh, school board um, policy and we want separate facilities for kids yeah, of who think so. they're trans. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, let's, we can substitute some other words there. We know that's illegal, right? Like, so, so there's that gap that continues to show up. Like, we need more boards to sit there and say to all boards, right, this is, this is your ethical responsibility. And in the meantime, the, we need the gravity to continue educating on these competencies. Yeah, I mean, that's
0: the thing, like, we, we we're really good at this in this country specifically, because they, they, it's true, it like, it goes to the corporations, it goes to like, the businesses, it goes to anything that's like, but you know, to me, it's like, you know, that's not nice, right? You know what you're doing is actually not nice. Doesn't mean you care, I'm just saying you know the words coming out of your mouth is not actually including everybody in this room. You know that, 100%. You gotta prove to me that you don't know that. And don't start spatting off all this other stuff about like, uh, you know, you hear a lot of things lately, the word woke comes up, right? And it's like, well, being means we you're awake, like, I don't
5: know why, like,
0: and the word groomer gets brought up now. Well, first of all, that was a word that's been used. That, the word groomer, it's not even my opinion, it's just the fact that if you want to talk about groomer, and I always bring the pink and blue thing up, it's like, we're told boys like blue, and we're told girls like pink, right? Boom, groomed, right. from day one. We're told to stand up for the, you can do this, I'm just saying, we're told to stand up for the of Allegiance. Boom, groomed to believe in something that we might not believe in, right? And then we then we go to church. I'm not bringing in religion, but I love talking about that. But well, we bring in church, and I had a whole series season about it. Uh, we bring in church, and boom, we're told that if you if you sin, you're going to hell, right? So I don't know why you think the word, what what we're doing is grooming, because we're not. We're literally just existing, right? We're not actually saying. If I prick your finger with my blood, I'm going to make you a big faggot. I'm not saying that. I'm literally saying I'm just gonna be myself and do my thing. I just wanna feel protected. Like I can walk in a room and I can hold hands with my husband down the street in like Kentucky, but I can't, that's the reality. And
3: can I just add one thing? Um, I'm sorry, I I just think also we have to put a lot of pressure on these professional associations. Yeah. for example, New, a lot New, of pressure. Pressure, New Jersey School Boards Association, mm. uh, the NJEA, mm. uh, national organizations that represent uh, political mm-hmm. organizations throughout the country. Some of these organizations refuse to put uh, their support for queer people because they're away, they're afraid of losing membership. Like your membership uh shouldn't be as important compared to like human basic rights
0: well if you did lose that membership obviously that person's a dickhead you know what i mean <laughs> they're like,
3: they're
4: like it's, you're not allowed to be both and right, right? Correct. And, that, and that's another thing you can't be pro-labor and like you, you're picking and choosing and i you know and I, I say this as a member of a professional labor organization Jeez. like there are challenges with uh, not just the representation but like all of us being able you know uh, no progress without others Right. Mm-hmm. And it's what I talk to my kids about that all the time. Mm-hmm. And as I say, you know, no progress without others. And that can mean like you, you can't move ahead in this project until the rest of your classmates move ahead mm-hmm. in it. Right. Mm-hmm. But it also means I don't go without you. Mm-hmm. I don't go without you.
0: Well, cause if you can't, if you can't exist, if I literally can't exist to do the thing I want to do, if I can't do it, then you are certainly not going to be able to do it. Right. We're not going to be able to do it. We're just not. Yeah. It's impossible. It's day one. It's impossible to do anything without anybody else. You could do things on your own. I go for hikes on my own. I drive alone. I go lots of places by myself. I don't. I like being alone. My husband likes being alone, but we like coming together because we know it'll achieve more.
1: Right: Going back to the pink and blue and the and that's why it's important for us to still push into education to have it at a younger age. Because that cycle is still going. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so when does the cycle break, right? And you may have someone like Kate or myself, you know, in the element, you know, whatever. But by the time they get to Kate, that's ninth grade, right? Although I told elementary, but even junior high, by the time you get up there, like you said, pre-K, that's a good, you know, kindergarten. You that's know great. That, yeah. But when they get up there, now it's harder to change because this is what you're already groomed to, you know, to... To believe in do. Yeah, and so it has to start there. And I think we need to start fighting for that. Fight for now. And although New Jersey is good, again, that whole moving thing, the rest of the states are not. So everything is not still okay. No. Right, it, it's so Walking we help to, to other people. It's not okay here right, right. now. But I'm just saying <laughs> saying we have a little, we have a little more. You know what I mean? To yeah, we're not yeah, Florida, Them, but because somebody like, can say, "Well, my state, you know, we have this." Well, no, it's not just your state. It's like all of us all together, of us have together a
0: collective exactly. body. Yeah, and the thing is, too, it's not just here in America. You know, you can't, you can't actually ex- exist unless someone else is existing just as equal. Over and say, I don't know, Uganda, who just passed Dubai. one of those harshest... <laughs> Dubai, like, so I did a lot of work, I've done a lot of work in India, and I worked with the LGBT community over there with my podcasts and workshops and stuff, and I worked closely with uh, Prince Mavendra, who's one of the first openly gay princes, so he came out in like 2006 and was literally kicked out of his whole royal family, denounced, burned his effigies in the square, like it was this whole fucking thing, but then he ends up on Oprah, and then people are like, oh, he's just the person, he's just existing, as who he wants to exist, he just loves uh, a man, and he's being himself, so he's a huge advocate for the entire country of billions of people. And they are, but that progress has literally allowed them to get rid of a law that criminalized homosexuality a few years back, and then also have pride parades in the middle of, like, say, Mumbai. And I walked that pride parade, it was a march. It was what we're gonna go back to, I believe. This, this, this. Hopefully, go back to this Pride Month. Is actual marches and this. What the purpose of why that happened and why it has to still continue, and stuff places like that. But then I think they just passed uh, gay marriage over in freaking South Korea. That's an example that'll bounce back to us. And then we'll do an example, and hopefully about positive examples. It'll bounce back to somewhere else, not this negative shit. But I'm like, but that's like literally the seeds that have to get planted all over the world. I don't know. It's not. Look, look. This is a good little segue. Look, look, look. <laughs> Every queer is magic. <clears throat> that's in my house, and it shines rainbows at sunset. It's really, really pretty. Um, <clears throat> but that's. Just, I don't know. That's just was really important. So wait, I should just go to the next one because this is also a fun thing. Gay away. pride is every fucking day, twenty-four hours, seven days a week. Three. I didn't write this, someone else did. And then this one, of course, vote. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. And uh, so yeah, the queerness. We all have to do it together, regardless, right?
4: All of us. Oh no, all of us. Yeah, like, and that's like developing allyship. Like, and this is the other thing. Like, I'm I'm talking with some very good friends of mine cisgender, is gender, straight white guys, and they're like, but I don't know what to say, and I and I recognize that they're trying to show up in good faith, but like there really is no way to, for them to learn outside of reading on their own, and you know taking some responsibility for that. I, I would say that part, but I realize that like there's there is gaps in who we're willing to teach, right? And I and I say this as a teacher, like who am I willing to teach? We need better allyship, better spaces, like access to language, younger fair and affirming spaces at a younger age. And then our ability to talk to people that are gatekeeping, right? Because we're res- expecting that queer magic piece This is sort of That's where I right, was yeah. going. I love this queer magic piece, but I think an unspoken part of queer magic is also like, you have to also be resilient. You also have to be 1000% all the time because nobody else is coming along with you,
2: mm-hmm.
4: right? And I like, I really need my neighbors yeah. I want I want my allies to show up and and like call it out so like I can take a deep breath once in a while.
0: It's a good segue again because I'm going to actually talk about not only the allies but uh, I'm going to talk about in the queer community specifically, right? So you talk about big corporations, and one thing I always find fascinating is that the bigger the corp, the bigger the uh, the bigger the queer like uh, organization becomes a corporation, right? So they make millions of dollars to have their board of board and all the people that are involved. HHRC is a huge one, right? That's an interesting way to break things down because if you go inside these places, you have to also dismantle your own homophobia inside of a queer organization, your own prejudices in a queer organization, your racism, um, because that's a real thing. What? is your opinion about the specifically the bigger it gets, the more work it takes, obviously, but there's cycles of it inside of the community. Wh- what do you think we could move forward with uh, in trying to elevate us so we could get out there and, and also combat what's going on in this country? Because it's a big, th- it's actually a real big thing. I'm
1: so glad that you did <laughs> that I figured you, that you would, did. that's why I brought up. There. <laughs>
0: That's why I brought it up.
1: Yes, and that goes back to the, the time, even with in the LGBTQ plus community, with the gay guys were not liking the trans girls. Like, it was like, you know, we were not able to go into clubs and stuff like that. You know, I remember hanging out in the Village. I'm 46, going 47. I know I don't look it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the clubs on Christopher Street. Sometimes you couldn't get in. And then the racism. It's absolutely ridiculous. In Dallas, they still have two prides. There's the black gay pride and there's the I white know. gay pride. That is absolutely ridiculous. you know. And it's it, its within the community. We're already a minority. So you have to be kidding me. And there's still that division between the gay guys and the um, transgender women. The lesbian and the trans men is not a, they, the women, oh, the lesbians—they always come out ahead. They like tip out because they get along with each other practical. They're practical. Yeah, they're practical.
5: And they're approachable. Do you
1: like yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're analytical. <And> like, <laughs> <they're kind of laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? At the Stonewall, we're real, Are we really still doing this? And I really don't know what else to do. Within the only thing I can see is if those of us who are the voice starts in there, because just like with racism, and you can understand what I'm saying the black community is like so divided so there's some of us they're fighting to help us but until we really collectively get together can we start changing this world there still just recently the little black boy who ran up on the porch and rung the bell thought he's picking up his twin sisters and the man shoots him the white man shoots him on the porch this, he was not doing it he just came under, innocently came to the wrong house so like you know, until we collectively come together, then we can fight more. And somehow, some way, those of us who are advocating, we need to kind of back up a minute, right? And start pushing in to these clubs, pushing in to these pride parades, and start talking about this queer magic and this queer gathering. Because as we gather together, the magic can occur. And not only is Reggie just fighting for the gay rights, or this other, or Kate is that this organization? Can you imagine if all of us came together? We would turn this world upside down. So it has to begin inside, and they need to understand that, because now we can explode and have another Stonewall, but just more globally going across. So I think our voices need to be more public in this arena, in the TV arena, those who are out there, those Hollywood, the two plus gay stars, and those who are in the politics, we need to start pushing in, in the community, and then we
3: can push out. Okay. Okay. And, and I, I'll add for me, my own experience uh, working in the space that I'm in. Um, I get it twofold. I bet. <laughs> uh, being black, uh, male, queer, um, my own community sometimes is like, why you? Um, I don't want to support you. Mm-hmm. And um, it, hurt, it hurts um, when well, you get those targets thrown at you. and it's like. But what did I do to you? Um, I'm, I'm in this space because, uh, a, as you mentioned, we can go together. Um, I don't want to be the only one, mm-hmm. um, because being the only one is lonely sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I mentioned earlier, like, I, I want to see uh, other black queer people, queer people in general working within the government, within, working in county government, because uh, we can do so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have everyone's experience. I, don't sp- I can't speak for everyone's lens. Um, but when you uh, encounter, um, and that statement of crabs in the barrel is so true. Um, I've had folks literally tear me down. I don't know that statement. Yes, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> so i Can you explain I don't know. Of, that that I was tell just them, nodding. Tell what no, that I know is. Yeah. The yeah. Colors, um, <laughs> crabs in the barrel is literally like crabs that are in a bowl. Yeah. And one that's attempting to climb out of that, okay. that bowl, uh, it's pulled back. Um, and it's, it's sinking back to the bottom, and no progress has been made for the, our culture, our community. And I've had that. I've had folks um, say, why are you? You're not deserving. Um, you don't dress nice. Uh, you, you just got lucky. Um, Someone said that to you. Yeah, literally, yes. You just got lucky. And I, literally <laughs> telling me to my face that you're not deserving of being the director of LGBTQ affairs. And you just <laughs> have to take it just have to smile and say, God bless you, I love you. Um, bless your heart. I'm, <laughs> this um, I'm not doing this for me. Uh, but then again, um, talking about uh, it on the other end, um, I don't have the connections. I don't have the the resources, the, the connections to corporate communities that really push the work that I want to do. And um, I, I get it uh, on the, the corporate side, too. Is like, who are you? Where did you come from? Um, you're you're just a, a, a poor kid from Newark, and no one knows you. You don't have the corporate background. You've you've only allowed yourself to uh, advocate in this space through uh, living off of the public sector, and, and you know things like that hurt. Um, but I'm reminded that you know this is just temporary. Um, it's a temporary moment, and you know I, I could take the bruises and the beatings. But at the end of the day. I'm looking at it from the long the long run that we will go there together and, and eventually our diversity will be our strength uh, despite uh, whatever confusions we have at this moment, so I just think of it that way.
0: The thing is, you're doing more than what most people will ever do in their life, right
3: like you
0: just are most people won't ever do what you're doing and uh, and I am lifting you up because I I do not like when people talk that way. Most people don't to me because I'm a fucking asshole when it comes to that stuff. So they don't even try. But I'm not saying that to be like, a, I'm just, that's who I am. Like, because that's the way I was raised. That's just the only way I was pushed, right? I had really hard teachers and nasty people growing up, but it actually kind of helped me in a way. Um... But, yeah,
3: trust me, I've developed thick skin.
0: I know, <laughs> that's great. And, 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 and I know politics is really tough. It really is. There's some seedy ass people in there, right? Um, but yes, you are going forward. And those people will unfortunately be left back there.
2: We'll bring them
0: I want them to come. I want them to jump into the pool. I want them to the crab. I want all the crabs to get out of the bowl. Right. <laughs> right, right,
4: right. And you know, it's a small state. Right. We're a small state A lot of people the no, we're not. State. Rhode Island's really small I know There's <laughs> a lot of coastline <laughs> uh, But like I And just to, to Reggie's point Like he's putting up With all of this bullshit Being said to him But like I know one of his teachers From back in the day Right Like teacher community Is small And and like We know And we see each other And we get to be proud together Like I, I met Reggie On this side Right and And he knew Reggie Back in school And we And we get to say Like look at this amazing person doing this work in the world for us because we're we old. me and the other teacher are old and we're right and we're like no I am really and, and it's, it's like, like
0: 95 <laughs> it's not great
4: <laughs> I'm the oldest one up here and, uh, and you so, are like, yeah and so <laughs> uh, and so it's it's a beautiful thing though because we I think as teacher like oh we've created this space now I get to I get to step back Right? Here, here, go. You've, you're, you've got it now. You got the stage. You got the runway. You've got the ideas. Like, we need to get behind you and say, this is why we raised you up, right? And, like, and we can do that as a community. It just doesn't have to be single personal relationships. But, like, that's our responsibility as a community.
0: It's knowing, to say, it's knowing when to say a lot of yeses, and it's also knowing when to say no. No. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to do that because you're not a very nice person. And so you're a nice person, then we can talk. And I think that's okay to say to somebody. You know what I mean? I don't think the four of us would be sitting here if we put up with that shit. You know what I mean? Like we have people have said stuff, but doesn't matter. I mean, we're here, all of us are here. We all here in this room. We've all heard it, so. You're cool. Everyone's cool. You're all cool. You're cool too. So. I know. Yes. <laughs> um, but okay, so now I want to open it up a little bit out here into the world. If anyone wants to say anything, if anyone has a strong opinion, I do want to talk to you specifically because your story is really fucking cool. Yes. Um, I want. I, do, I want you. To, is it okay if you explain a little bit of what you do with P flag and how you founded that so many years ago? Um. I can come to you with the. I have to come to you with the microphone. Is that okay?
1: Anthony, can you tell me it's okay to ask questions too? Could you just say statements? Oh, yeah, ask questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for the
5: clarification. <laughs> Hi, um, my name is Nancy. Um, when my son. Just put it up, a little closer. A little closer? Okay. When he came out to us, in, uh, he was 18. and But we had suspected it for a long time before that. Um, he was just different, just a different kid. And uh, so. We weren't really surprised, <laughs> but we were still in shock, somewhat, and we were, you know, anxious for him, we did not knowing what would happen. So the first thing we thought oh. of we doing was P flag because we needed to talk to other people who had the same thing. Going and what on. year was
0: this? I have to ask, just because it's really important. It's okay. Uh, no right. one can see So bad. <laughs> Let's
5: See six one seventy one. He was eighteen. Eighty eight.
0: 1988.
5: 1988. So anyway, uh, that's where we went was to PFLAG, and we found so much comfort and and help in being with other people who, who knew what we were going through and what we were thinking, and, and following through with that, we went, we just, my husband became very active in uh, speaking, and going out to places and talking and uh, meeting with companies and all, and he was actually um, chief probation officer in Essex County so he had a it was funny because he said to me one day you know I was talking to all the guys at work and I said my son is gay and he said oh they all said that's good I said yeah because you're the boss (laughs) (laughs) but I thought it was good that he did that you know so but anyway so that's how we we dealt with it and it's been very very uh helpful through the years I've really enjoyed it so
0: Thank you for sharing that. Sure. And that was nineteen eighty-eight. Just want to point that out. That's a long time ago right now. But uh, imagine. Nineteen eighty eight too was at the peak of the AIDS crisis, right? So can you imagine all these different things? Like and, that, and then a P PFLAG organization being around since then. And I mean they've been around before that a little bit too, but uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool of you. But thank you. Oh, thank you. That's just really important. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, there are there any more any questions from anybody in the audience? Statements? Does anyone like to share anything? Don't be shy. Yeah, figure. Yeah. <laughs> you can come up here. I need you on the microphone. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Renee. Say hi Renee. hi, Renee.
1: Hi, Renee.
0: She's a pretty cool person. She's the one that organized me coming here. She also works with me and my husband's company called The Golden Gaze. Uh, she's a... I mean, you are a... work. You true, Just hear me, because you are an amazing human, and you're a workforce, and that's why you get to, we all get to exist together, right? Cool.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to uh, thank everyone. You know, this is just the beginning, but I also wanted to say there's something that everyone really touched on this evening, and even Nancy touched on it as well, is just the power of communities coming together. Um, and that's what Mutual Morris is all about: is community organizing. Politicians are fun; they're great, uh, but, are they <laughs>
0: no.
2: but the, the power of, of of us coming together despite our differences. Um, like Kate said, um, what's the what's the quote again? None of us, without all of us. Yes, yeah. so there's a famous uh, quote in the disability community. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's what we're trying to get, and that's what this event is, is to organize, to be prepared uh, for crises, you know, when someone is under attack, if they're transgender, if they're youth, how are we going to come together mm-hmm. and protect them? Because the people in power, mm-hmm. government officials, won't necessarily step up to the plate. And I think that's that's what's so powerful about Nanny, Nancy's story, excuse me, I call her Nanny, she's my granny. Um, uh-huh. Nancy's story, as well as parents coming together to support each other, community members coming together to support each other. Um, So, you know, learn about the ways that you can help your community and um, that's all. Thank you.
0: Thank you. you. Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, taking an action, just being here is an action. Um, Just getting to know the four of us, uh, is an action like I don't know. You just have to know the person before you can make any assumption. I mean, we all do. We judge people every single day because people are annoying. Uh, let's be real. Even just coming here, if someone cuts you off, you're like, ah! you're a bad driver. And I say lots of other things, but I won't say that on my podcast. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Any questions? Any concerns? Any... I want to raise something. Want to raise
4: something. I want to raise something. All right, raise it. Like, I, and so hearing P flag invoked this evening, right? And I think about like, in what other ways can we organize ourselves, right? To show because I'm thinking a lot right now about, and, and I'm, gonna probably have to leave this, here. We can't have that long a conversation. But some of the challenges we're seeing at school board level in New Jersey, and I think about the way that we organize as communities and how we show up for, um, our community in that way, right? So like. If we don't have, you know, there are absolutely die-in-the-will evil people serving on school, school boards right now, like no two ways about it. Um, how do we organize families in, with good intention, with knowledge, with the right language to show up at these meetings because they're residents there to talk not just on behalf of, uh, of the kids, but on behalf of all the adults that are continuing to show up in good faith, you know? Some of the things that we're seeing, these challenges to policy, uh, and this is my particular soapbox at the moment, is like equating um, parental rights with individual determination uh, of somebody's identity. And these are, these are separate and distinct things. Um, and we're weaponizing young people's ability to show up as themselves uh, in the name of freedom for some reason, because nail polish and, you know, what game you wanna play at gym are clearly, you know, Indicators so of something crazy. gone awry uh, Right and, and so like I think about the role like Teachers are parents too People in the queer community can be parents too Like our, our rights are no more or less And this conflation that we're seeing Right is putting a lot of us in danger I mean we may be fine Right we may be able to show up in all of our spaces Right now but we're never completely Out of danger um, Because at, we're still legislating Ways to uh, put kids Back in harm's way every day and so you know i i want us to kind of think about at the close of this podcast or if we re-listen or if we take this out with us from here how do we show up in our communities with a lens turned on to um you know what do i know what's knowledge i have that i can share to continue making it safe uh for the people that i love in my life
0: sort of my wrap up but thank you so much Mm -hmm. that's we're friends yes honey oh it was two people yes honey i
6: I was just wondering uh, if anyone in this room has ever been to a school board meeting. My answer is no. I have. So then I think the question is for me, Jason, hey, why don't you, when does it meet? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm
5: -hmm. Why
6: haven't I gone? Uh, Because it sounds uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and I'm afraid that they will be mean. To me. Uh, (laughs) They are. Yeah, so that, you know, somewhat rhetorical, but also, like, in this room, this is a great room for us to just have a chat together. Like, did you ever go to your school board meeting? And what was it like? And who did you take with you? And, you know, like, what did they talk about? Um, Those, that, I think, is the step before what you were saying, Kate, which is, how do we show up? But also, like, why don't I? Why don't right. I show up? Right. Because I have a voice. Right. I am a powerful being in the world, mm-hmm. and if I showed up at a school board meeting and I had something to say, they would listen mm-hmm. because I would tell them to. <laughs> but again, like, I don't want to go because I'm afraid. Right. Uh, you know, those are the things I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah,
0: because it's especially right now it's Board of Education meetings. There's TikTok and it looks awful to like show for those things Uh, But there are some like 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds that are literally getting up there and Yeah, yeah, like speaking the fuck up and I'm like Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty powerful. No, Board of Education meetings, I've been to a couple (laughs) They're, uh, they're, they're intense and uh, yeah, go ahead so we can pick up. We can things. team
5: up and go. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 We I mean do. Yeah. We went to Poquanek recently. Well, not recently. It's like five or six years ago now. Go, and uh, I can't even remember the issue that was up before the board. But just there was like maybe eight or ten of us that went. And we just sat there. And one person got up and spoke. And it made a big difference. Mm-hmm. it it really did and it turned around and we, they got what they wanted i can't i can't remember now i'm 84 you know <laughs> but anyway it really works if you speak up or write a letter or you know make a phone call if, if that's all you can do so i mean i'm a terrible speaker so i really can't speak well but i write letters all the time and i make phone calls so just speak yes can
1: you just grab that one right there did you? And even when doing what she said, it's very important to create a paper trail Mm -hmm. because they'll say I didn't get it. Trust me, I have 24 years. They'll say they didn't get it. So it's very important to create a paper trail. And if you're mailing something, I will mail it certified. Mm -hmm.
0: That's really, 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 really good advice. Go for
5: it. Hi, I'm Teresa, also with Mutual Morris. And I just wanted to add uh, for the community aspect of it, we have a sign up sheet in the back here on this table. We would love it if you guys would like to put your email addresses on it so that if there is a situation where we need to turn to the community, our community, you guys are our emergency response team. If somebody reaches out to us and they need help, we wanna know where to go. And so we'd love to have all your email addresses uh, if you are willing to to do that with us. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a great thing to have. So I, I go to a, I used to go to a Unitarian Universal's church and they had that in each section of Jersey, the one over in, um, mm-hmm. Minecraft, Minecraft, yeah. yeah. And uh, it always worked. Like, you know, I went. To ch- a lot of people in the church were older and they were dying and passing away and getting sick, but you could go and, like, bring cards and stuff like that. But that's just the same thing as coming together. That's, like, literally, it's all, like, the same thing, um, which is why it's mind-boggling when they go attack the queer community because you're like, well, it's literally we're just existing together. But, you know, just, you know, you gotta just show up and do the work and write letters and call and... And uh, show up to these things and just understand where it's coming from first, and then, fine, have an opinion. But usually, your opinion won't matter. None of our opinions matter. You know what I mean? Like, but we just have to be strong in action. That's what actually what we'll see. But you can give lots of opinions. People do. We see it, um, and they're fine. Get it off your chest. Get it out there. Get it off. You know. But the real thing is the action. You know. And then, like, taking positions, certain positions in your life that'll actually benefit. Not only you, everybody. (laughs) Like, it'll just be a cool world to live in. Okay, I'm gonna wrap it up. This is how I'm gonna wrap it up. i like all of my guests to give words of wisdom to
1: my queer youth listeners. We'll just go down the line. You start. So, for you queer young listeners, Mm -hmm. I would encourage you to remember this quote. It's mine. Authenticity is key. You being your authentic self, team up together because together you all can stand together and deal with those people who want to bully you and those types of things. And I know a lot is going on in the world to discourage you, but please hold on, and together we can make a difference together. If you just hold on and reach out to these different organizations or the Pride Centers in your community, please do not take your life. That is very important. Just know that there's help out there for you, and together
3: we can make it together. Stay hang in there to echo off of that I, I would say that um, be kind to yourself um, don't allow what's happening uh, in this political climate uh, to don't internalize it um, things will eventually get better um, but don't 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 allow the madness to uh, confuse you um, but remember kindness at the end of the day be kind to you and be kind to others
4: um, I'd say hold space for the you you're going to become, right? You may not get there right away. And know that you can, and you might be taking a lot of different paths. Traveling back, turning around,
0: trying something different, right? Slamming into a wall. Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: but hold that space, right? Have that vision. You'll get there.
0: I got mine, thanks. <laughs> uh... Thank you to all of you for being up here and just existing, period. It helps the world. It helps you to, yeah, you got something else? Yeah, I just. Of course you
1: do. I'm a speaker, it's what I do. I know. I, I do want to say this because it's easy for a youth to hear, oh, encouraged, hang in there, and that type of thing. But when you hear a personal experience, then you know that it's real. So me, I'm a survivor of three suicide attempts. In 2018, I was successful. I was sedated for 28 days, but I'm still here. I'm the same kid, just like your elementary kid. Those elementary years, I was getting raped most of the week. And look, I'm still here. So please hang in there. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm a living witness of that. I run a business, I'm the author of five books, and you can do the same thing. Just hang in there.
0: Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, that's it. Hang in there. You know, it might suck a little, but it's going to not suck sometimes and then suck other times. So, yeah, it's going to be all those different things. You know, it's going to be up and down. And I think it's pretty, pretty epic. And I want to thank everybody for showing up to this space right here uh, and for Renee for hooking me up again and uh, kind of and having this great conversation. We're gonna hang out, we can still talk. Uh, please feel free to ask us any questions. I will put their information on the website. So you can you can, you can can find this podcast on all streaming platforms. Uh, <laughs> Apple, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Audible. Um, and then at my website is queeruniverse.org. It's your one-stop shop for all things queer and loving. It's a resource center, Kate stuff is on there. Um, And you could just, it's a great stopping place to actually get educated and learn a little bit about like more queerness and more um, what I do in the podcast. So you can hear all the episodes on there. It's pretty, pretty cool. Um, Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I can't can't end with saying something, so one of you have to end with saying something. So go ahead, feel free to say anything you want. One more thing, and then I got to shut it down. Go ahead, you can do it.
4: I I I love the sentiment of namaste, namaste, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
4: The divine in me recognizes and bows the divine in you.
3: And (laughs) vote.
0: And thanks for listening to another episode of QT Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember listen, learn, love.